January 5th and talking with Jim Dufresne. Jim, you spent 42 years. She, you know, and I heard you speak at Prince of Wales School December 3rd and then I, uh, I just watched Town of Widows last night on the CBC site and so saw you there. What do people in Peterborough have to understand about radioactive uh, material in the town? I mean, how the company says no problem, no danger. Okay, so what's your experience of the nuclear industry in Peterborough? What should people understand about this BWXT proposal? Uh, I spent the last 28 years in the nuclear department. I retired in 2004. When I started there in seventy-eight, in, or seventy-seven, in seventy-eight, they had an open house, and I was pretty proud of myself because I had my wife and two kids come in, but they weren't even allowed to go through there because they were of childbearing years. And then before I retired, that department hired ten girls, I'd say between the ages of eighteen and twenty-two. Only one of them was from Peterborough, but they all worked in the loading room and all through that department. And uh, I retired two years early. And I said, these people are saying how safe that department is. They got threshold limit values. Uranium, carcinogen, the graphite coating, some of the chemicals they use in there, they're carcinogens. And they're saying how safe it is. I said, I have a list here of 64 or 65 names of people that I work with, people that I sat and had my supper with, a lot of people I socialized with. And I said, out of 175 people, 64 or 65 of them got cancer. And I said, I've got it on a page and a half of paper. The ones in pink have already passed away. There's seven or eight of us still alive. And I said, it's not safe in there. And I said, they tried to bring that pelleting plant here 25 or 30 years ago, and they were going to try to sneak in enriched uranium. Everybody raised trouble about it, and they've got it stopped. He's got it in the paper how safe it is, and they said they might not use the pelleting plant here, but just in case they do, they'll have it here. They want the pelleting plant out of Toronto because the people in the residential area where the pelleting plant is, they've wanted it out of there for 25 years. And now because the rest of the plant's empty, these people can think they can just bring it in here. Well, it's not safe. What we're hearing, of course, no, they have the scientists. When you started talking about uh, Wolf Street and uh, you were calling uh, at Prince Wales School, you, you started talking about houses on Wolf Street and families. And you said such and such a family the kids died of cancer, such and such, the, the husband died of cancer, another house, the wife died. Of, you know, and I live only a few blocks from Wolf Street. So what do people need to understand about that? Because now the whole area is built up, as you know. I mean, there's a school across the street. Uh, as far as the school, I said, I got, uh, my daughter was a teacher, my daughter-in-law is a teacher, my granddaughter is a teacher. And uh, you can't even take peanut butter into a school with there's kids there. These people are dealing with beryllium. It's deadly. They've had all kinds of accidents in Building 21 with beryllium. And uh, one of the engineers, one of the technicians, and another lad, they were having problems with one of the reactors down in, I think it was Argentina. So they sent our three best guys down there to see if they could help out and fix it up. They were gone for a couple of months. When they come back, after getting the place running real good, they come back to Peterborough, and all three of them were dead within two years. And I said, these were real nice people. They were smart. Kenny Sang was one of the nicest guys and the smartest guys I ever met in my life. 
Frank, the youngest one, he was, I think, 41 or 42. And they're not pretty deaths when you die of cancer. Now, they say that the pellets that are going to be made at BWXT, it's going to be dust-free. They have sort of sealed units in which to make them. And they say there's no danger. I mean, I've been getting circulars in the mail from BWXT for about the last 18 months, how they're giving money to the Humane Society and how they're good citizens and all. How how can people get a handle on what's really going on? Uh, I worked in the loading room. Well, I worked in back there. There was a lot of different operations. A lot of it, some of the rooms are under uh, pressure. They're, they're like vacuums in there. If there's dangerous chemicals like beryllium. And in the loading room, you always wore your dos- dosimeter badges and everything. And that's supposed to be looking after your health and safety. I think it was 88 or 89 I lost about 25 or 30 pounds real sudden, no change of eating or sleeping patterns. And I worked in the loading room, handled two and a half, maybe three ton uranium a shift. I went and seen the company doctor, and he said, well, Jim, as long as you feel good, don't worry about it. I said, doc, in five months, I'm going to disappear. And then my tests come back, and my urinary tract, or my urine tests come back, and somehow I've ingested, I think, I don't know the technical terms, but I'm pretty sure it was 9.9 milliliters or 0.9 millirems per liter in my urine that's why I lost the weight and I said then when I tried to get out of that room they weren't going to let me go I had to put a grievance in to get out of it Bobby Bobby McGee and Betty Ann Outwater they went in there to replace me both of them died of cancer the majority of the people in there died of cancer the place isn't safe I don't care what they say how safe it is now far I've noticed in Peterborough that uh, the governments, uh, all three levels, uh, municipal, provincial, federal, and indeed the media, I mean, tend to take hands off on this issue. I haven't seen much, although the examiner did print a few articles. I'm just wondering why there's such a uh, reluctance to get involved, particularly since it's a threat to, you know, a substantial West End downtown neighborhood. Why is that? Well, for over a hundred years, that was a good place to work. Everybody was making good wages. The GE kept a lot of the other places that were paying good wages out of Peterborough. And uh, I think back in the 70s, they had something like a $2 million a week payroll. That meant a lot to this city. And uh, in the good years, I think six, late 60s, early 70s, there was almost 6,000 people working there. And then when all the trouble started with the contaminating the air, the ground, and the water, they started laying people off. And just like GE does all over the world, Schenectady, New York's a good example. They polluted the air, the ground, and the water there. They polluted the aquifer there with PCBs. And then they just moved everything to Wisconsin. The first department we had to move was the wire and cable. It went down around uh, Hespler Guelph area, and it was the oldest department in there. And uh, they were really happy. They sold it to Prelly Wire and Cable. And that department was empty. And then another department was empty. And another department was empty as soon as there was a lot of trouble. And they always emptied the worst departments in there. I went in there in a plant tour about four or five years ago. And the armature building was a real bad place. And uh, they had BPI tanks. They blew up one day and it caused a fire. Three of the firemen died within a year. Sorry, what's a BPI tank? It's a... a the rotors and the stators, they have to be coated with epoxy and uh, okay. all these varnishes and everything. Right. And they put them in a tank that's down in the ground. 
and the bolts that hold the lid of the tank on are inch thick. Oh. There's a lot of them. Well, there was, so there was chemicals in there that they didn't even know what they were because they heated it up and then they take the rotor out of there and put it in an oven and bake it for 10 or 12 hours. But anyway, something happened in the tank and the top blew off it and uh, there was a bad fire. They couldn't hardly get the fire out and the firemen didn't know any better. They sprayed it with water and that just got worse. It almost exploded again. But uh, it was one of the dirtiest places in there to work. And when I went on in there on the plant tour, the, the lovely lady and really smart lady, she was taking us around on the tour. She showed us the armature building. And this place that had VPI tanks all over the place, brazing and everything else. They had uh, degreasers in there. All the winders were upstairs. It, the, the whole building was empty because the jobs were gone. They put a brand new epoxy floor in and they painted, painted this dirty, filthy department. And it looked like the inside of a, a brand new baby boy's room. It was a real nice powder blue and the ceiling was painted. The windows were all cleaned. And then three months later, they tore it and the fractional down. Just wiped it out of there. And the worst department's in there, the capacitor building. And I figure that's where the PCBs were down 14, 15 feet into the ground. And it's a natural runoff besides Green Hill there, Prince of Wales. Mm. It's a natural runoff over into Little Lake. And the Tonneby River is polluted from Peterborough all the way down to Rice Lake. And then from Rice Lake down to Trenton with PCBs. They got fish down there with cancer. And where's the Ministry of Natural Environment? Why, don't, why aren't they telling people not to eat the fish? The last year I fished a little lake. They got three muskies and two of them had cancer and they don't smoke. Right. Now, at Kern, maybe I heard this at the Prince of Wales School, there was a, a lunchroom in the nuclear part of GE, and uh, it was right next door to a storage area, and the company was really reluctant to put in any sort of lead shielding until someone upstairs got cancer. And then they said, well, maybe we should put in some lead shielding. Now, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember really good because I was a union steward and chief steward in there, and I complained about it a long time. And then one fellow upstairs passed away with cancer, and they moved our lunchroom. It was right beside all this uranium that's just sitting there day after day after day. And our lunchroom was a tin wall about two and a half feet, maybe three feet high, with some kind of fiberboard on top. That stuff will go through anything except six feet of concrete. And we're sitting there eating our lunches day after day right beside all this uranium. But anyways... Was that uranium pellets? Uranium pellets. Yeah. Anyways, it was easier for them to just haul in a trailer and put the trailer on the side of the building, and that's where our new lunchroom was. But while we rode on summer vacation for three weeks, when we come back to work, they'd put four-by-eight sheets of half-inch lead on the ceiling to protect the people upstairs. Now, I don't have a lot of education, but uh, I don't think that's going to help because it just goes around the lead. And there's been quite a few people upstairs that not only dying of cancer... They've got beryllium in their system. Now, they've had beryllium leaks in the back room. We had a brazier blow up one night, and the alarm went off, and I took everybody outside. The manager came in, and he lived in Westwood at the time. He came in and said, okay, you people, it's all cleaned up. Go back in there and get it, get back to work. And we'd already called the Department of Labor. They come down. We rode there for about two days, and they said it was all cleaned up. Well, it wasn't cleaned up because nobody cleaned the top of the brazier. So we could have went right back in there and be exposed to raw ber beryllium all over the top of the brazier. They're not really fussy in there, but they had a flood in there. They had beryllium all over the place. Okay. 
what's it going to take to get people, the, the community involved in this issue of BWXT and see the threat for, for what it is? Uh, it's, it's Wolf Street, uh, Patterson Street, Bolivar Street, and then the south end, the pollution goes all the way down below Lansdowne Street to Brio Street. They're doing tests down there. And uh, I'll tell you how safe these people are. They invited everybody in the neighborhood over for a free barbecue, and they could tell them how wonderful and safe it is. They're cooking hamburgs and feeding people on top of 15 feet of PCBs in the Montagan Road parking lot. That's how safe they are, and that's how stupid they are. Right. What about government interest and the media interest? Why aren't we seeing more about the dangers of radiation coming to Peterborough? Uh, I, I don't think the government's true interest because, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the companies control the government. That SNC-Laval is the perfect example of that. And somehow I think they're hooked up with the nuclear people there, the BWXM or whatever it is. Right. It, it's, it's the same kind of people. These people are filling a residential area with all that pollution. And they said these are the same people that are responsible for the nuclear warheads on the top of the rockets. It's not safe. Okay, what interest have you had from news organizations, uh, the networks, uh, stations, and newspapers? We got the odd time we'd get a letter to the editor in, but you really had to push them. And uh, Peterborough this week was, was really good, and then uh, somebody must have told them to back off a little bit. But we never got a lot of help until the Toronto Star broke wide open. They sent two young people down there. They interviewed 75 or 80 people. And I think it was the 21st or 22nd of December a few years ago. It was on the front page of their paper up there. And uh, at the time, we were trying to get a meeting with the Minister of Labour in Toronto. We've been up there a couple of times, and they're really hard to get a hold of. We tried to get another meeting with them, and uh, they were really busy. But as soon as it came out in the Toronto Star, all of a sudden, they're the ones that phoned us. We've got to have a meeting. All of a sudden, it's wide open, and everybody's knowing about it. The Town of Widows movies, we've showed it down in Coburg, uh, Philadelphia, Kingston. We're getting better reception in Coburg than we did in Peterborough. And there's, there's a lot of problems in Port Hope. One of the guys mm-hmm. who interviewed it at the meeting at the Prince of Wales, the, the hell that man is going through, I said, it's a terrible disaster and nobody cares. He's been ostracized just because he got cancer really bad. And that's a disgrace. And what are they doing down there? They're moving truckload after truckload of radioactive ground. They're spreading it on farmers' fields. It's like the GE with their big swimming pool they had on Wolf Street. They couldn't stop the chemicals going into Little Lake, so they put a swimming pool in and dropped or plugged them. Nobody knows where that thing, when they, when they come in and emptied it, all the chemicals out of that swimming pool for about five or six months, where did the stuff all go? Or does nobody care? Then they turn around and they start taking stuff out of the GE and piling it on the Monument Road parking lot. And there's truckloads and truckloads of fill up there that are probably radioactive. Yeah. What about the possibility of moving that facility, BWXT, to a more remote location? I mean, we live in Ontario. There's a million square kilometers of land. You can go north. Apparently, distance is one of the safest things you can do when you're dealing with rate. Like, move it from isolated. Why Why can't they do that? I've often thought myself, the way it's getting around down southern Ontario, it'd be nice to move up north, but you can't move up north because they've polluted most of the stuff up there. 
the Wild Lagoon and the English River system. They've had mercury in it up there, and, and the government's been promising them all kinds of promises, and they're not coming through with nothing. Nothing's changed. So for BWXT, what is it going to take to stop this pelleting in Peterborough? Uh, like I said, I only got a graded education, but this BWFT, these are the same people that they've got nuclear fuel bundles that are spent. They've already been through the reactor. They've been storing them up in, in heavy water for probably 30 or 40 years. Well, these people have figured it's going to be safe to just dig a great big hole and put it in the hole. Well, this stuff is radioactive. It has something like a 10,000 year half-life. So in 10,000 years, it'll only kill you twice half as fast. These people should be ashamed for what they're trying to do. Where is that? Uh, they started at the Chalk River, but I think somebody uh, mentioned that the Chalk River is really the Ottawa River, and at the south end of that is Parliament. And uh, all of a sudden, there's no way they're going to do that. So then they thought they'd buy three or 4,000 acres up on the Bruce Peninsula, and that's a residential area up there, but they got the money they can buy three or 4,000 acres, dig a great big hole, and the sad part of that is it's right on the Great Lakes. And they don't care how far down they're going to dig. This stuff isn't safe. Are, are, are the workers you're still in touch with, what are they saying about BWXT? They don't like it. They... They don't like it, and uh, a lot of people are saying we're just troublemakers, and what about the 15 or 20 jobs, that, or 30 jobs in there? When I started there, there was, I think, 200 people upstairs and 100 people on the floor downstairs putting the product out. But now there's, apparently there's nobody left upstairs on the floor, or upstairs in the 21 building, because that's where they want to put the pelleting plant. But uh, the jobs are great, the money's really good, but a job isn't any good if it's going to kill you despite the good wages. And what about the danger to the school and the kids across, uh, it's right across Monaghan. Now, there are people say, you know, it's absolutely safe, the dust won't get over there, it's no more dangerous than living next to a gas station. How do you see that? Uh, I, I think at one time, uh, my daughter ran a daycare center before she changed jobs and, and got a job at the school board. But a daycare center, they wanted to put a daycare center into Prince of Wales, and somebody said, well, you better check the ground. And the ground at Prince of Wales is almost as bad as it is down in the Monaghan Road parking lot. What would have happened if those kids had planted vegetables in a garden and ate them? You mean it's, it's radioactive? It's radioactive. not radioactive, but there's PCBs. Oh, PCBs, there. yeah. I asked the fellow at a meeting a couple of months ago I, I was introduced to, and uh, he apparently done some testing on the Monument Road parking lot, and I asked him, I said, do you not think it's odd that out of 10 or 12 storm drains, they've got locks on them? What are they so scared about? They checked the Monument Road parking lot, and the PCBs went down 14 or 16 feet, and these people think it's okay to cook hamburgers and try to feed them to the people. They're just interested in one thing, as many millions of dollars they can make, without getting their hands dirty, because they're not the ones handling the material. Yeah. BWXT, what's its relationship to GE? Is it a subsidiary, or is it a new company? As far as I can find out, they're an American firm. This guy is the boss of uh, their, their Canadian BMXT. Uh, but the American ones, they've had all kinds of problems down there with it. Okay, well, Jim, thank you very much for doing this. 
any final thoughts about the campaign and maybe advice for people who are concerned about this issue? They should be very concerned, and uh, it's it, the ones that are doing the, the majority of the concern are living above the uh, plant on Wolf Street, Bolivar Street, Patterson Street. We done a photo op for the town of Widows on the south side, and there was a gentleman on Albert Street about two-thirds of the way down, and he was sitting on his veranda with a Geiger counter. So after the photo sh shoot, he called us over, and he said, what's going on? And he was really concerned about the radioactivity, and he said, are you people there about the radioactivity? I said, no, we're finishing it off a, a movie. But I said, you should be concerned. He's well, I got a Geiger counter here, and he says, the reading is really high on it. Where's this building 21? I said, it's at the far end. I said, you're as far away from it as you can get. I said, it's on the northwest corner of Monaghan and Wolf Street. And I said, there's a great big factory in between you and it. Well, he said, the readings here are really high. I said, well, I wonder what the readings are over at the school, because if it's a southeast wind, it blows from the top of the roof at where the nuclear building is right over to that school. And uh, there's been a couple of people pass away that had beryllium in their systems. The one guy that changed the filters, he had beryllium in his system. And I know that for a fact because we handled a grievance, or we handled his claim. And he'd only been on the job two years. He ended up with a little bit of beryllium, and he died. What's going on there right now? Is there any radioactive material at Building 21 right now? It's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week and 52 weeks of the year. They've got uranium stored in there because they need the pellets to produce the bundles. And if they bring the pelleting plant down here, then instead of having it spread out in two places, they got it spread in one place, and now there's going to be, I don't know how many times more, uranium there. Right. It's like a little bit of arsenic won't kill you, but three or four drops of it will. Now, right now, there's a big pelleting plant in Toronto that's going to that BWXT may move here. What's been going on in Toronto? I haven't heard a peep in the news about community reaction there. Do you know? Yeah, we got uh, two hygienists working with our group, and uh, they originally came from, they were only a couple blocks away from it. And they were in the understanding they were building light bulbs and fluorescent lights up there, and then when everybody found out about how much uranium was going in there, because that's a lot of trucks going in and going out every day. They got concerned, and they've been wanting it out of there for a long time because it shouldn't be in a residential area. Yeah, right. Okay, well, thanks very much for this. Appreciate your time.